This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. Evening all. How's it going? Getting out much? Yeah, me neither. Don't you know what's going on out there? This is no Sunday school picnic. Don't you understand? My brother is alone! Your brother is dead. No! My brother is not dead! What am I did you die, baby? fellow at Creona. I should have started last week's Covers Corner with the Waldo's Seven Day Weekend. Thanks for the trickle of email purporting to that fact. Uh, But in my defence, 
Yeah, I haven't got one. Uh, kicking this Friday's show off was Sister and I Don't Mind If You Die from their Dead Boys Making Noise EP. This is always how I thought Crash Die after Dave Leppard had died should have sounded like. Uh, I do believe both bands share Martin Sweet, who plays bass for Sister and guitar for Crash Die. Talking of my shortcomings, I made a superb, hilarious mistake on Saturday. Now, I sometimes... Not as often as I should. Review stuff for that bastion of all things relevant in the rock world. RPM Online is a revolution website. With head show Dom messaging me to ask if I like Fast Eddie. That I assumed was A. A posthumous release from the leather jacket bullet belt wearing former guitarist from the classic Three Amigo motorhead lineup. And B. It was for me to review. As it turns out. I was spectacularly wrong on all counts. Even though Eddie was spelt with a Y, I assumed the Dom's spell check had come into play, but upon opening the email containing the EPK, the picture that was presented to me uh, was that of a band, not of a man. Okay, fine. I thought, I'll just let the music do the talking, which, to be honest, that is how all music should be judged. Of the three tracks... On the two-for-one EP, I enjoyed the third the most, uh, which was Lost. And after writing down my pearls of wisdom, I thought I would round off the review with the details of when the single was coming out and who was in the band. It was at this point, I wish I'd opened the PDF press release before I started typing, because I would have discovered that the single came out in September last year and Dom's intention was for me to play the band's lead single, Kill City, from their up-and-coming new album, Game of Love, on this here show. And the other tracks and press release were included to give me some background. Oh, how I laughed. Seriously, I did enjoy Fast Study. The band hail from Denver and comprise of guitar vocals Mika Morris, guitar Lisandro Guitarres, I am so sorry I pronounced your name wrong, bass Devon Francie, and on drums RJ Nararan. I do apologise. You know me far too well now. Uh, like two for one, Game of Love was produced by former biter and current reckless heart main man, Took Smith. Originally, uh, said album was due to hit the real and virtual record shops next month. However, due to all the record shops and distribution centres being currently closed, it has been pushed back to as an yet undisclosed new date. The title... Kill City is a reference to an old band that Lisandro belonged to called Kill City Bombers. Uh, it's also a personal reference to the band's hometown and homage to the legendary Iggy Pop. The song is also a response to the gentrification of the city uh, of Denver and the difficulty of artists to keep up. And those of us who used to frequent London's West End in the 70s, 80s and 90s will know also, also well uh, what Fast Eddie are alluding to. Anyway, enough of my inane ramblings. This is Fast Eddie and the aforementioned Kill City. <laughs> Yeah. 
one fast eddie to another and motorhead and the alternate vocal and guitar solo version of the actual song motorhead that can be found on the band's 40th anniversary release of their debut album talk about fast eddie clark and then not play something featuring him sadly uh just before he died he was in talks with asimovall manager deb robinson about her collaborating with him on writing his biography talking of book reading and biographies after finishing waterloo's i went back and revisited nina antonia's johnny thunders dot 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 in cold blood obviously getting over my dislike for coated stock like waters and indeed uh, stranded in the jungle about jerry nolan i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm glad i read it straight after another heartbreakers book because it was 
you know, perfect to get a different perspective on the Heartbreakers and Johnny Thunder's story, however sad the outcome was. One thing that troubles me, though, with regards to Johnny Thunders and indeed the New York Dolls, you never hear them on the radio. With all this enforced free time, I've been listening to even more radio than I normally do. Admittedly, the radio is on at work the three days a week I am currently there. Uh, my normal choice is either Planet Rock or Radio 4. But it's background music, and in all the years I have been listening, I actually cannot remember hearing the Heartbreakers or the Dolls. Not one single solitary song, especially not on Radio 4. Anyway, I got an email in the week saying that I could listen to a Prime Audio Radio, which is a subscription station, for free, for 90 days, which I duly took up their offer. A primordial radio was set up by Moose, who used to do the breakfast show on Team Rock Radio with J-Rock. And for one day only, when J-Rock was ill, me, a whole two hours. Sadly, I was unable to play tracks from the Sick Livers and the Role Model CDs that I had brought along, as there's no CD player. Anyway, I've been tuning in at various points during the day, and uh, no thunders or dulls, or basically... Music that I knew or even liked. I wrote down a few band names that were played. Thousand Thoughts, Underside and Lost Society. All three bands I had never heard of before and all three didn't do it for me. Now, I do get that not everything played will float my boat. I accept that. But what I don't understand is there was nothing for me. Back in the day, Radio 1 had all the you know pop-pap during the day. But then at 8 o'clock, for me, it was... Uh, David Kidd Jensen, and then two hours later, it was the mighty John Peel. I think the closest BBC Radio has these days to that is uh, Six Music. Now, I'm not slagging anyone off by any stretch of the imagination, but I do feel my musical tastes are not catered for. It is a good job, then, that Rock Radio UK is around. Maybe I should pitch the Paranoid Squirrel to uh, Primordial Radio. I mean, it's got the space. Nine o'clock Friday evening would suit me. Yeah, now I feel like points when he played for West Ham, turning up for training in a Man United tracksuit. The 
that was the New York Dolls and We're All In Love. From one day, it will please us to remember even this. I think my fear is, and I don't want to labour the point, but the youth of today won't know who the likes of the Dolls are. I'm not saying that they should automatically like them, just to be aware of their significance. Right, I better get off my soapbox and crack on with music. And on Sunday's show, I played in Covers Corner, David A. Bullock's version of Walking on Your Hands, originally by Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry. And whilst he was on, we were chatting on Facebook, where I mentioned that uh, I should really play an original of his. Uh, One of the tracks that came up in conversation was I Can't Sit Still, that came out, what, nine, ten years ago? No, it was longer than that. 1985 on the Explosive Records compilation album, If My Handled Mind Serves Me Well. David played everything on that track. Uh, Apart from the drums, that was handled by Andrew Cavallero. Anyway, I'm looking forward to playing some brand new tracks from Mr. Burdick, as he did say that there were a couple in the pipeline. Until then, I can't sit still.
You're listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. Put your neck on Marvin, home again, Burrow. Turn out. It's coming by bus or on the ground, Straight after David A. Burdick and I Can't Sit Still. You heard because I played from Give Them Enough Rope, The Clash and English Civil War. Tuesday, uh, which was the 14th of April, future downloading, streaming and non-rock radio UK listeners was one of those days that historically had a lot going on. Celebrating its 40th birthday was Iron Maiden's self-titled debut. Now, I think I've mentioned this before, but the first two Maiden albums, the ones with Paul Diano on vocals, are for me the band's best work. Plus, 1980, for a 15-year-old, the musical world seemed suddenly to have opened up. The Black Album, Ace of Spades, End of the Century, and Heaven and Hell, to name just a few that came out that year that had me running to shells in West Wickham. Uh, it might not seem it now, but Iron Maiden back then came across as uh, dangerous, with uh, bassist and founding member Steve Harris firmly against anything punk. But uh, that seemed to be at odds with uh, Diano, who looked and acted like one. Uh, their music was frantic and urgent, with tales of prostitutes, phantoms and running free. However, 
the track I'm going to play isn't from the album, although it was re-recorded for it, and uh, is still played live today. Song in question is Iron Maiden, but from the Soundhouse tape seven inch that was uh, recorded in December 1978 and featured along with Deano and Harris. Dave Murray and Paul Carnes on guitar and Doug Sampson on drums. The EP was released a whole year later with 5,000 press up, 3,000 of which was sold by mail order in the first week alone. Both HMV and Virgin tried to get 20,000 each to no avail. Oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> Stand and stare See the blood begin to flow 
sadly, the next two things to mark the 14th of April aren't something uh, we celebrate, more like remember, as it was 10 years ago that Pete Steele left us. I never saw him in Carnival, but uh, both Mrs A and myself loved and saw as many times as we could. His next band, of course, was Type O Negative. One of the things that endeared us to him was his humour, both in person and on record. Really dark but at the same time hilarious to the point that interviewers didn't know whether he was being serious or not. I mean, anyone who has a song called Kill All The White People that is directly followed by the slowest, doomiest cover of the Isley Brothers' Summer Breeze is either he's, he's got a screw loose or his bolts are severely tightened. <laughs> Thank you. 
and then it ends. From Bloody Kisses, Type O Negative and Kill All The White People, which was swiftly followed by Summer Breeze. So uh, that was also Covers Corner. Um, Covered. Uh, Before I forget, the chances of there being a Sunday show this week are on the slim side, to the point I can uh, think I can safely say there won't be one. Well, just a repeat of what you're listening to. Now, reason being... And it's a good and exciting reason, as I've got coming up an interview with Duncan Reed and Nick Hughes to talk about all things Big Eds and the imminent release of Duncan Reed and the Big Eds' fourth album, Don't Blame Yourself. To wit, Duncan literally uh, has given me a wealth of material, not only to listen to, obviously the album, but a 16-track CD of demos and pages of reading material on how the songs came together. So now, I wish to sound all professional, like I know what I'm doing, which I think you will all agree, it means I have my work cut out, hence no Sunday show. Anyway, where were we? Oh yes, Paul Raymond. Uh, Tuesday marked the first anniversary of UFO keyboardist and guitarist's sudden death. I won't bore you with the association I, along with friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright, have with the Raymond family, but last year certainly was a grim affair when it came to losing people. I've decided to play the last song that Paul co-wrote, along with Phil Mogg, for UFO, that was the bonus track on the Conspiracy of Stars album, in the shape and form of King of the Hill.
Of course, the day after, on the 15th, it was 19 years. Can you seriously believe that? 19 years since Joey Ramone succumbed to lymphoma. A year after his death, the album Don't Worry About Me hit the record shops that comprised of 11 songs, two of which were covers. Those being What a Wonderful World, popularised by Louis Armstrong, and 1969 by the Stooges that had Daniel Ray on guitar, and from the Misfits, Jerry Only on bass, and Dr Chud on drums.
realised that I have only played one new track so far this week. So uh, I better rectify this by playing something from Bats from Planet Skull, which is the latest album from Portland's Love Source. If the saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, could be levelled at a band, that band could be the Love Source. Uh, nine songs that will have you dancing, obviously on your own, round your living room. This is Brain Sucking Bats. <laughs>
rounding things off this week were Sacramento's lovable 60s garage punk ruffians to losing streaks and trouble you find from their second full-length album this band will self-destruct in T- that was released a mere 14 years after their debut and eight after they had originally split. Sadly, the band's up-and-coming European tour has been postponed. There was going to take in Hipsville, a cult, a go-go, over the early Mayday Bank holiday down in Margate. Until next week, stay safe and take it easy. Radio. We heard it. Rock Radio UK.